Hello, this is your host, Paul Harvey at Life, Passion and Business. I realise I put this at the end of the programme most of the time. And I also realise I don't often listen to the end of podcasts. So I thought I'd tell you here before we get started. So the first thing is this podcast is not supported in any way. We have no sponsorship. So if you would like to support us, do check out the Buy Me A Coffee link on this podcast app. And you also find it at the website. Okay, before I take you to the podcast, I want to give you a little bit of a reminder about the power of focus and accountability. This is the one tool that will really get you towards the goals you are seeking, towards the path you want to take. So listen to the end to find out more or check out the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get you back to the podcast. My name is Paul Harvey, and you are listening to Life, Passion and Business, a podcast born out of my desire to find greater meaning in life at the time when I thought there was none. Since that day, I have spoken to hundreds of people. And what I have discovered is that our story is everything. Because what we do, feel or experience is based on the stories that we tell ourselves. It's time to explore what it means to live a good life. How do we make this experience better? And more importantly, how do we lead the world to a better place? If I have a conversation with you, your listeners will hear you and me talk about that. And then that's one community that are maybe having a conversation. I had a wonderful weekend away with my running buddies, exploring the mountains and the hills of sky. And in those quiet moments, it got me wondering what I was going to share with you today. And I thought back, there was a podcast I did with a lady called Fiona English. And she approached me and said, would I be open to doing a reverse podcast? And I thought it was a lovely idea to share that with you again. So I will let my younger self explain it all. So have you ever heard of reverse podcasting? No, it was a new thing for me too until Fiona English approached me. And she's exploring spirituality. And she wanted to use podcasts as a vehicle to get these conversations out into the world. How could I resist the opportunity to have a conversation on this subject? So... Spirituality and religion and community are all deeply intertwined. And whereas part of my life I had a religious belief, I would say over the last 40 years or so, I have had a spiritual belief, which is not necessarily connected to mainstream religion. And I think this is where Fiona comes in. She is exploring this idea. So I was delighted to have this conversation with her. And if it you get to take something away from it all the better. So Fiona is a coach and a business consultant with experience in the global investment markets. And for many years, she traveled the world delivering presentations, speaking and and doing events around this. And at some point, she chose to study or develop her coaching side of her business or coaching side of her life. And that moved into positive psychology and that became a bit of a calling. So she now researches, speaks and writes about positive psychology and the science behind what makes individuals and communities flourish. And for her, that is very much a journey around spirituality. So this was a great opportunity for her and I to explore this conversation. And you'll hear me speaking quite a lot on this podcast prompted by her questions but I'm also reflecting them back at her as well so I hope you get something out of this show because it it really was an inspiring conversation I felt very uplifted at the end of it 
I really think it ties into my view of where this podcast is going in terms of this is about us discovering the human essence. This podcast is all about us working out how to do this thing called life. And for me, spirituality is in there somewhere. I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did with Fiona English. So Fiona, thank you for being on the program. Uh, I understand you are a speaker on positive psychology. That's as much as you would tell me. So, so, <laughs> so I guess I'm going to have to dig to find out what you are and what you do. <laughs> um, so do you want me to give you a little bit more information then? So, well, uh, look, I mean, my first question for everybody is why you're passionate and why you're here. That, that's what I always ask people. So. Sure. So um, I suppose my passion and why I'm here are basically the same thing. So I have spent the last two years of my life um, researching positive psychology and particularly within that I research spirituality and meaning in life. And um, so their spirituality in particular, which is a big driver of meaning in life, are big passions of mine. Um, and that's kind of fed out of my own search for what spirituality meant, meant in my life. Um, and I did my research on interviewing people to understand what it meant in their life. So I was using my passion and I I suppose my, my own curiosity about people to interview multiple people to ask what does it mean to you what does it mean to you and so forth so when I finished and I produced a research paper and I can um, hear a touch of the good country in there so I guess you come from quite a religious place don't you well yeah so I'm Irish as, as, uh, yeah that's why I had the, bit of the touch of the good country in there <laughs> um, so I suppose that that has informed this in some way so traditionally Ireland would have been very religious much mm. less so now I mean um, the population attending church is very low um, and my own search has formed out of the idea that I, I left my own religion like as a teenager I didn't connect with Catholicism and um, I felt as a woman that there wasn't a place for me there and I probably threw the baby out with the bathwater where I said as a teenager does don't want anything to do with that that feels doesn't feel right for me and I'm not going to do anything. Um, and then through my 20s and 30s, I started kind of trying to understand what it meant to me. I was reading books on Buddhism and Hinduism. I, I've walked the Camino de Santiago. I've been to Nepal to see temples. So I was a bit of a spiritual seeker. Um, and that culminated in me basically wanting to go the full distance and do some research around it in terms of what it means in my life and what it meant in other people's lives as well. So. And that led me here. So my plan around the, what I'm terming reverse podcasting is that I think we need to start a conversation about spirituality. So what does it mean in people's lives? And I think when we do that in a very open way, so I'm interested to hear your story, not to tell you what I think you should think. If we do that on multiple podcasts with different listenerships, what we're doing is saying, let's talk about this. And you have one view and I have another, and that's great. And that's really interesting for us to talk about that. Um, and I think by doing that, we give people permission to explore spirituality in their life because what's clear from the research is that it really benefits well-being it benefits how we create meaning in life and um, but often if we don't go for the more traditional religion which is a guideline for how you should do it we can get a bit lost um, and we can lack kind of meaning and purpose and connection in our lives so I suppose my passion is this subject because I've invested so much in trying to define what it means for myself and also that I really want to live in a world where people can define it for themselves and can get the well-being benefits both individually and as, as a community that I believe can come out of it as well. Mm, that, that, sounds, here. that sounds nice, like it. <laughs> So ask away if you want to reverse pod, reverse pod me, go ahead. Reverse 
first podcast. So what I tend to do is I took, so when I was interviewing people, I put together what we call a semi-structured interview. So the mm-hmm. idea is that I would interview you. I'd have a loose idea of what I wanted to know, but I'd let you guide me. So mm-hmm. what I've been doing on the reverse podcast is using these semi-structured interviews to get a view of what spirituality means in your life. So I always start with a very broad question, which you can go any way with, which is what is your experience of spirituality in your life? Hmm. Uh, well, it's interesting. My 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 mum was quite religious in a way. Mm. She she certainly attended church on a Sunday, and uh, um, my father was ambivalent about it. He never attended church. Well, he did because she said so, but that's, that's kind of how it worked. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, and you know, obviously, went with the the occasions, and and I got involved in the community as a child in that respect. So I got involved with the church, and I was always a good singer. So I ended up in the choir purely because I could sing. Uh, and that's why I'm in the choir. So that was more about singing than being there. But I kind of rolled with it and I ended up going through confirmation and all that. And, all the mm-hmm. and then there was something, and I can tell, not tell you what it was, there was a sudden no. Mm. And I have no idea what caused that. And I was can about you what age you were? Yeah. 14, 15, mm. I mean, obviously puberty, but there was a sudden, this is, this is what, you know, this is just, it's just rubbish but at the time and that's where I was I just kind of like walked away from it Hmm. but it's interesting because I came back to spirituality in a wider context uh when I was in when I was 29 so when I was 27 I discovered acting and I was in a play and Hmm. I was awful (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I got the bug and I looked for courses and things that I could do around acting. So I, I, I found this summer course for two weeks and uh, that I could do. And I joined the summer course and I arrived on the Monday. I started crying by the Tuesday and I don't think I stopped crying for two weeks. Wow. I really touched uh, into parts of my, my feelings that I had not touched mm. as a, as a, as a, as a as an adult, I just had boxed my feelings somewhere and, and I, they all came out. And as a result of doing that training, I then did more training and I met various people. And, and the acting profession is certainly a lot more open to spiritual kind of things because, sure. because they're so in touch with themselves, weird shit starts to happen. Weird mm-hmm. things happen. So it's like there's an amazing acting exercise you can do. And I've done this several times. Uh, in, in things and I've even led it a couple of times now where you, where you stand with you know and they pair they pair people up so you pair up tiny women with huge guys and they stand like with their hands together leaning on each other mm. uh, pushing and the guy mustn't push her over mm. that rule but because obviously he's going to be much stronger but they stand pushing and that's it and then he's in, he's told to start repeating, I am really weak. I am really weak. I am really weak. I am so weak. And she just pushes him over. Mm. And it's, a, it's, a, it's this mental thing. It's this psychic thing. It's this, 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 this thing. Now, there are so many like, things like that that can happen. And it's something you're in touch with something. Mm. But I've even seen that exercise done in silence where other people have influenced other people and pushed mm-hmm. them over. Yeah. So there is what I guess what what it opened the door for me at those times is that there is unseen something. There is a world beyond where we can see and feel and are conscious with. Mm. And I think that's the place where 
that spiritual connection or spirituality exists. And it's around the kind of affirmations. It's all that kind of stuff that people do and use. So I, I'm a big user of affirmations and positivity. I think they are mm. incredibly powerful. Yeah. And how we think and what we think about invariably leads us in that direction. Now, is that spirituality? I think it is to an ele- to an, to an, to a, a point. Mm. Well, I would say one thing. I, I, I'm a big advocate that spirituality is whatever you want it to be. So I, I, one thing I'm not a big fan of the definitions. Um, like, you know, because that just puts it in a box again. Um, but I think something you touched on there is really important as well. So creativity and spirituality and emotions are often linked because they're yes. all right brain phenomena, like, you know, that kind of way. So, and one of the problems we can struggle with it is because our left brain rationality kind of can't see it and touch it, if you like. So it, it's, it's not unusual for creativity and spirituality to coexist. So. But once you start being open and aware to these things, the sign of miracles that start happening in life, uh, mm. you kind of think, well, how the hell did that happen? Mm. You know, it's like, I have gone places and, you know, been thinking about someone prior to going there who either lives on the other side of the bloody world or, or you know, or something ridiculous. And, and I turn up somewhere and they're there and I go, hello, didn't expect to see you here. And it's like, yeah, and I know they are, oh, it's a coincidence. But how many of these coincidences do we need to experience in life to recognize there is a, there's something bigger at play here? Hmm. And by extension, then would that would you go as far as saying that you believe in something as a as a being, or do you is it more that um, no, it's a collective consciousness? I collective think. consciousness. Yeah. I, so, I don't believe in an old man with a beard holding yeah. holding, <laughs> holding everything together. Besides, it's probably yeah. a woman. It's probably a woman anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. <laughs> so you believe that there is something which is connecting us, if you want to a better word. Uh, well, I, I'm quite interested in physics and I, and, I, and I love the description. There's a description of, and I've, I've actually said this a couple of times on the podcast anyway, but there's a description of um, subatomic particles. Now, we're all made up of atoms and subatomic particles exist inside us. They are part of our makeup. Hmm. And there's this lovely experiment where you can do where quarks come in pairs and the pair, one, one is going up and one is going down. They spin in one direction or the other. And you can detect yeah. the spin. You can notice the spin of the quark. But you can separate them. You can take them apart. You can move them away from each other. Hmm. You can also change the spin. And if you change the spin of the one on the left, the one on the right will instantly change simultaneously because hmm. somehow they're connected. It's called quantum pairing okay now there's the kind of thought is that quantum pairing they're not actually paired at all well they are paired but they're actually the same thing what you're looking at is two points on a ring on a stretchy ring so if i've got a ring and you can and i can only see two points in this reality but mm. because the other parts of the ring go into other realities other dimensions that we physically can't see so it's like, you know, if you turn a wheel in one direction and I'm looking at two points on it, one point's going up, one point's going down. Mm. So to me, you know, this idea of, of, you know, a collectiveness, I think we're all connected. I think if, mm. if, if everything, if I've got quarks inside me and quarks have this capacity to, to be taken apart and do different things in different locations, it must mean that I'm connected with everybody in some way. Mm. And do you feel connected with, with other people? I think it's a state of mind. I don't always feel connected with other people. I think it depends on, I mean, we always have that moment where we are connected with someone. Yeah. I mean, you know, clearly uh, passion and, and the idea of, you know, of, of 
you know a sexual partner yes there's a connection there is a connection there at, at the beginning of a relationship and into a relationship but more so at the beginning but there are people that you you, you just click with on some level mm-hmm. there are some people you don't some people the vibration is so different you just you know mm-hmm. or i can take them but not for long yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, my question was more do you feel that there's a connection to within humanity if you like you know so or is it I don't know I have not I I don't know whether it's in humanity or not yeah sure about that okay I mean the 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 quark experiment though would say that everything's connected and would Mm. almost say that everything is is all the same stuff Mm. so you know I I I am I'm I'm alive and this pen isn't alive but we're made of the same material matter is ultimately similar mm. for everybody mm. and you mentioned um how that event i suppose starting acting when you were 29 reintroduced spirituality into your life mm. so does it play the same role now or has it changed in that period from when that happened for you um well i met my wife um on a on a creativity exercise on a creativity course where so i met i met yeah. my wife on that on that on that event and um she's quite spiritually minded in the same thing so so together we are we do have a similar path on this i mean she's got more stories than i've got some of the things that have happened to her are even more mm. strange <clears throat> um so we both experience different things. I, I can't think of any stories. I can think of hers because hers are more impressive than mine, but I don't know why that is. <laughs> I don't think you should share hers maybe. No, it's more, what does spirituality look like in your day-to-day life? So on a random Tuesday rather than <laughs> events, if you like. Well, I guess um, there's always, uh, I, I have a meditation in my life. So mm. I, I will do some meditation in the mornings. Um, yeah. 10 minutes or so, not a huge amount. Um, I run, as I said to you, and, and running to me is, is a state of mind and a state of grace as well. So when I'm running, there's, there's always that, that sense of being in connection with the world. Mm. Um, I don't know. It depends. I've got to be in the right frame for it, in the right frame of mind for it. And I guess if we go to the church example, that's what churches were good for. That, that mm. They had this way of bringing people to the point where they were responsive to it, they were open to it. Um, yeah, I think that, and also we set the time aside for it as well. I think one of the big killers of our spiritual life is, is time and scarcity of time. Yeah. I saw your Facebook Live that you did on Sunday about ceremony and ritual. Yeah. Um, I think that as organized participation falls, we forget that we need to mark ceremony and ritual to remember how sacred our life is. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be in any particular way. It could be your morning meditation or whatever. But there was a role there, definitely, that churches played and that we are losing somewhat. somewhat. Well, I think we've lost so much by losing Mm. the church. And I think the church partially was, I think it's partially its own fault because it didn't, it hasn't modernized in any way. But I think what we've lost is community. And, mm. I, think, and I think that is, I, think, I mean, we talk about spirituality, but I think it's very linked to community. Mm. Yeah. Because it's about the human condition, about being together in, in mm-hmm. groups that I think is important. And I think the world is screaming out for community. I completely agree. I completely. So on the basis of that, like you talk about how you practice with your wife, um, or you, at least you're able to converse with her about your, your own beliefs. Are there other people in your life that you would share Yes, quite a few. Well, I I live in uh, a place called Forest, and I am four miles away from the Finhorn Foundation. Okay. So the Finhorn Foundation is an international spiritual community. 
Yeah, I know where it is. Yeah. Okay. So I live, I live near there, and I'm, 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 I'm not an active member so much anymore, but I used to be a very active member within. The okay. Yeah, yeah. So you actively seek seek community. <clears throat> we came here because of the foundation. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So that, like, I mean, that, as a result, then spirituality is very important to you as well. It was at the time, and we came here. Yeah. Well, we came here for a variety of reasons. We left London because we wanted something different for my son. We wanted a, a more community upbringing. Sure. I mean, he went to the community school here. So there was all sorts of reasons why it was good for him to be here and good for us yeah. to be here. Okay. Hmm. And how do you think that community shaped your spirituality? Oh, I, mm, I don't know. I, I guess it because it comes and goes. And I don't know why for the last few years I haven't been as active in, my, in, in, this, in this place as I was. And I don't know what shifted, why it shifted. I can't really answer that question because I don't actually know. Well, there are times when I'm very connected with it and times when I'm not. I, I, I guess, hang on a minute, no, I, I guess when my son was very much involved in the school, we were very much involved with the school with him and there was a lot yeah. of spirituality around that school. It's a Steiner school. So there's yeah. lots of involvement in terms of festivals and, and rituals around that. Um, and I mentioned, I'm not sure what I mentioned on Sunday on, my, on that podcast, on that uh, live on Sunday, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of rituals around the Advent time. So that's, that's why I'm using it. I'm using my Advent tea calendar because it's yeah. like, someone goes to me, it's like, well, you know, Christmas is a bit more than just presents and Santa. Hmm. It, it, it used to be a, you know, I mean, it, it was never a Christian festival in the beginning. It was always Yule. It was always part of this transition between the winter and, the, and, and moving back into the sunlight. Hmm. So, but as for your question about does that community work with it? I don't, I can't really get my brain around the question, to be honest. I'm rambling. Okay. This is terrible. <laughs> Terrible was... What a terrible guest I am. I'm bloody useless, aren't I? Horrible guest. <laughs> no, rambling's good. Um, <laughs> but I always say it's, it's when we talk like that quite openly without having structured answers, sometimes we show ourselves something that we weren't aware of before. Mm. I see it in coaching a lot that like, you know, mm. people say, oh, I didn't actually understand that I, I thought that or whatever. So I always encourage people to, to play a little bit uh, in terms of what it looks like. I suppose what I'm curious about is that there was an event and spirituality came back into your life. You moved to be close to a spiritual community as one of the reasons. Okay. So you spend less time there now. And um, I'm curious about how spirituality has evolved and why it's playing less of a role in your life today? Um, I guess busyness of life, busyness mm. of work, busyness mm. of the situation you find yourself in. Um, and what, what I do realize is when you actually have the capacity to trust and just mm. allow things to open as they should, it all works. Yeah. Um, you know, and, I, and it's so easy to forget that. And so what happens is you put your shoulder back to the wheel again and you forget all the things that make you, make you feel good about life and everything else. And you just, you just do what you do. And then suddenly you think, oh, God, I feel crap. Why do I feel mm. so crap? And because you've actually let go of stuff which actually makes you feel good. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing I do is now is I, I use positive appreciation in things and gratitude. Mm. So at the moment, I'm, I'm, I'm exploring the idea of doing three, thinking about three things that have been good every day before I go to sleep. Yeah. Um, writing them down would be good, but thinking about them as a start, I, mean, I might start writing them down. But, you know, just, just writing down three things. Mm. 
just to recognize that today was a good, well, today was a day and these were things that were worth having. But there's also this other idea which came out last week on, on some coaching I was involved in, this idea of gratitude. Hmm. Yeah. So gratitude is being thankful for the shit bits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because of what it can build within you as well. Because this is what helps you grow. Yeah. Yeah. And like resilience and grit, are, as you know, are um, areas that we look at in, in positive psychology, along with gratitude. Gratitude is one of the most researched mm. areas of, in terms of interventions within positive psychology. Mm. Um, and life is tough sometimes. Like, to look away. So it can be how do we reframe, reframe that for ourselves in a positive way. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you could do something differently tomorrow in relation to your spirituality, what would that be? that's a tough question to just answer yeah. in my head. <laughs> i suppose it i guess i guess okay if i guess it depends right so so um and it will depend on income wouldn't it really i mean mm -hmm. if if i wasn't required to be sitting here doing stuff for clients or what have you mm -hmm. in the daytime and my day was more my own I probably would do more walking in nature. I probably would be doing more uh, more connection with the outside world. I think mm. that's why. I mean, I love living up here, running. I mean, I live, I, you know, I live, as you said, I live in forest, which is you know, at, in the highlands of Scotland, practically. Mm. So when I run, I'm running. All right, I'm running in streets, but a lot of the time I can run in woodland if I want to. Yeah, yeah, and that seems quite important to you, nature. Uh, yeah, it has become so. Okay. And do you think that that's linked to your spirituality then as well? Well, that's a direct connection with it to me. Mm. Well, well, I know everything's, I know everything, this is all stuff, this stuff around me is all man-made, whereas, you know, I guess the rest of it is God-made for the want of a better word. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Whether you believe in God and inverted commas. Yeah, 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 the big white beard. Well, I'm, you know, got, I've got the beard, so I'm close enough. <laughs> but we're all God, aren't we? Nature is something that came up a lot in my interviews that people felt connected to. Actually, connection was a thing that came out, a thing in, in whatever way you feel connection to be in your life. Um, and nature was something that people said, I went for a walk on my own, or I spent time on my own, or I spent time in nature. And again, it was getting away from the, the man made and getting back to what was real. I mean, there's times when you can feel really connected. I mean, like, mm. I, I mean, uh, it was snowing the other week and I ran up into the woods and I, and I literally stood in the middle of nowhere in the woods and there was snow around me and I was just standing there just, just listening to the snow through the, you know, the wind for the trees. Uh, there was a time in the summer when my wife went up to the Fintorn Bay and we sat on the, on the, on the mouth of the bay. Mm. just watching as the time it was the time the tide had shifted so the tide was changing and so um, as the tide changes the fish run either run in or out and all the all the seals and the birds were going frantic because it, it was you know supper was ready uh, you know and the seals were feeding and everything else it was just amazing just to watch this feeding frenzy going on and what was interesting about that is that is the nature responded to us the seals came and had a look at us because we were sitting there mm. watching them they came up and they're about 20 feet of us they popped up and watched and then went away fishing again. You know, it was fascinating. <laughs> it's gorgeous as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's totally gorgeous. Totally gorgeous. Yeah. And do you think that spirituality in whatever form that may take informs your professional life? Um, I, yes, it does. I, I think it does. Because if, if I met someone that jarred with my spirituality, I wouldn't work with them. 
Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. That's strong. Yeah. Well, there's no point, is there? I mean, if I'm going to work with someone, I, I, I want to like them at least. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so yeah. And, it's, and it's a strong decision to make because sometimes that person is paying you as well. Like, you know, that there is a, a financial element to it that like, you know, others could struggle with. So. Well, there is, but that's, that's equivalent to like, you know, that's going against your values, isn't it? Selling your soul. Yeah. yeah. It's going against your values. If someone if someone's doing something you don't agree with, why why help them? <laughs> it's true. Sure, it's just not everybody's strong enough to be that to make that stand. You know, it's like, oh, I'm just going to trash the planet. Why not? You know, it's like <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> You've mentioned being in nature a few times. So you mentioned your wife was there with you one time, and then obviously you run alone. Um, <clears throat> from what I understand, quite regularly as well. I've asked you about community within spirituality, but in terms of spiritual practice, do you practice alone or do you prefer to practice with people? And, and spiritual practice, again, can be anything that you want it to be. I meditate on my own most of the time, because mm. it's easy to do that. Mm. Saying that I'm, I was involved with an organization that did practice Qigong a couple of years ago. Mm. And there was quite a lot of group meditation in that. And it was a very different yeah. feeling. Okay. And talking to the organizer of that, it's incredible what she was actually doing. So, yeah. so I, I, I would say to her, how comes everyone seems to sleep? And she said, because I put them to sleep. Mm. How do you do that? She said, hard to explain. Takes years of practice. <laughs> but, yeah, but you knew, it was an amazing lady. She, now she was an amazing lady. Yeah, uh, her name uh, is Bizong, Bizong Gu. Uh, and you knew when she walked in the room. Yeah. She didn't, she, say, she didn't say anything. She just walked yeah. in the room. And it's like the room, the, 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 the air in the room changed. changed. Wow. Very good. And Ed, that could be the example that I asked for. But can you tell me about a time when you practiced or experienced spirituality, which is very memorable for you? I guess um, we have some New Year rituals that we do. They're not so good so much. I don't know why it doesn't seem to have so much relevance now, but there's a New Year there's a spiral walk that happens at the Finhorn Foundation every year on, on mm. the 21st of um, December. Mm. First, yeah, it's the, basically the, the winter solstice. It happens on that yeah, day. Yeah. And so the idea is you walk into the spiral and then you walk back out of the spiral. So you walk in from one year and as you come back, you're out into the new year. Uh, and so you take your intentions out, you know, you, you release your intentions for this year as you walk in and then you, mm. and you gain your new intentions when you walk out. Um, and, and that in previous years has had real reverence and meaning for me. I have to say last year, and I don't know why it didn't feel so good. And I've no idea what the difference is. Mm. No idea what the difference is. So yes, that, that's what, that's what I can think of at the moment. Okay. And that's special to you because. Well, uh, what was special about it is it, it kind of, I guess it, it kind of sets an intention for the year. You kind mm. of, you, you, if it's been a tough year, you can release it. Okay. Well, it's a new yeah. year. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I'm shedding it. I walk, I walk through the labyrinth here and I come out the other side and I, and, you know, this, and, and it's a new slate. Sure. I'm, I'm reborn again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what ritual, going back to rituals, that's what an awful lot of rituals are about, about setting intentions and releasing as well. So. It, is, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what should I ask you that I haven't asked you? Oh, dear, you're chucking a question back at me. <laughs> I, have I, no chance, I haven't chance to chuck the question at you yet. That's, that's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> 
around around connection spirituality i don't know i think you've asked me most of the things about it really i mean mm. I, I, it, it certainly is important in my life mm. um and i think i need to i think i need to learn to trust more mm. in terms of just trust the outcome more and not let my head get in the way and i think that's that's to me what spirituality is about is that is that that ability to just trust have faith have yeah, faith yeah. No, for sure. And I've really, faith in my ability, who I am and what I do and what I bring to the world. Yeah, and, and I, that totally resonates with me because and it goes back to, you said something earlier on which really resonated with me. Sometimes the connection is stronger than others. And I, I really understand that, that sometimes I'm in a very trusting place and everything seems to flow. And then other times it's like my mind wants to control the outcome, as you said. So, so if you could wake up tomorrow morning and you could have faith and trust, would you do something differently? No, I actually quite enjoy what I do. I, mm. I, I love what I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, financially, financially, it could be better. That would be nice. I mean, it's not a problem, but it would be nice mm -hmm. if it were better. Mm -hmm. nice, there were less challenges in that area. But that's down to me again, and that's down to faith. Mm. Yeah. And trust again. Yeah. My question wasn't actually, would you change your job? Because you seem you've selected that rather than you're just doing it. If you like more. <laughs> What are the day-to-day -day activities that suggest that you're not fully trusting? Is it working too much? Is it yeah, probably uh, working too much? Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, but the point, I guess, um, I guess what I need to do is I need to do more new stuff. I don't do enough enough. I don't do enough fresh things. I do too many things that I've already done. I guess I'm 56 and I'm, I'm in a I'm in a bit of a rut in that respect. Well, I, I, I don't do enough new things. I think discover more. Yeah. And by new things, you don't mean just about spirituality, just in, in life in general, or uh, life in general. I think I need to take a few more risks. Yeah. Okay. There's an intention for 2020. No? There is, isn't there? <laughs> Jumping out of an airplane, probably, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It was good to set. Uh, I think that we were we're programmed to be risk averse, so we have to push ourselves all the time to do. Um, different things I see that in my own life that see I've changed career in the last few years and that's been a very uncertain period as well and you have to lean into it again and again because you're, you're we're naturally programmed to run away from it if you like you know so well you know the rewards are on the other side of fear aren't they absolutely 100% I find that so but you still have to walk through the fire so you still have to walk <laughs> over the glass and uh, yeah. yes and, uh, and uh, yeah and walk the fire so look I, you've asked me some questions now so it's my turn a little bit okay and that was Life, Passion and Business with Paul Harvey and my reverse podcasting guest, Fiona English. Now, this was half of the conversation. It was the half where she interviewed me and then the other 30 minutes I interviewed her. So if you'd like to catch up with that, I will leave a link to the original podcast in the description. Some of Fiona's links have changed. If you'd like to catch up with her, you can find her on LinkedIn, on Instagram and she also has a website which is now called fiona-english.com. Anyway, all those links will be available at the website lifepassionandbusiness.com. Okay, as I mentioned at the beginning, now is the time to discover how to find some more focus in your life and get things done. Okay, so we're all looking to move forward. We all want to find some measure of success in the world. And if you've heard the podcast, you know I have a view of success, but that's another conversation. The point is, however you look at this, 
we want to get things done. You might want to get a project over the line. You might have a really big goal that you're looking to, to move, to move forward on. And the problem is, whenever we start these projects, whenever we do anything like this, there's always some resistance. There's always something that gets in the way. And that can be a multitude of things. Um, but the key to this is how do we retain focus and stay with the project and push it over the line? And that's where focus coaching can help. Now, it's a, it's a process that I discovered some 15 years ago during my coach training. And it's something sometimes called focus coaching, turbo coaching, speed coaching. And it's a really simple process where we, we define what it is you're trying to achieve. And we look at the resistance that you're experiencing in that achievement. Come up with some strategies to solve that resistance. Commit to setting a date and I hold your feet to the fire to make sure that you do that. So there's a commitment, there's an accountability process. And that's it. That's basically how it works. You get it done. And I can tell you, it is so powerful when you start working in this way, particularly when you work with someone who supports you in the process of doing it. And one thing to remember, you know, success is never guaranteed, but the struggle always is. And that's what this coaching is designed to do. It's designed to get you through the struggle towards the success you're looking for. So do check out the uh, link in, on this podcast or at the website, lifepassionandbusiness.com. You will find a video of me again explaining this process. But if you go below the video, there's a booking link where we'll have a discussion about your project and how we could get you sorted. As always, if you have enjoyed this podcast, if you found anything here of any use, please share it with a friend because that's how people like yourself find good podcasts. If you can, give us a review. Give us a five-star review. I have to ask for five stars. Why not? I think I'm worth it. When you support a podcast in that way, you have no idea how effective it is, both in terms of supporting us on the platform, but it also makes us feel good. Yes, it makes me feel good, and I like to feel good. As always, thank you for your time and attention. I will catch you next time.